0: By 5, music. 4,
1: 3, 2, 1, and speed up! It's the Bellagio, the Mirage, and the
0: MGM Grand. You're a wizard, Harry. Mike Wazowski. Open your eyes. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me! <laughs>
1: King Kong a got on me. What about second breakfast? Why not? Why can't I? How can we be expected to teach children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? Well, welcome everyone to a- another episode of Twenty Years Four Beers, the Happy Hour Edition.
0: Hey, you guys! Happy Hour is from
1: four to six. <laughs> 20 Years Four Beers is a podcast dedicated to re-watching popular films from two decades ago while also enjoying four modern beers. My name is Steve, and I'm this is my brother, Tim. And we are coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. On our newest episode of our Happy Hour, we are kinda going into a just a lighthearted film. <laughs> Nothing deep. Lighthearted. We are, of course, recording this after AI which is a very deep yeah existential dive into what makes us human and etc. <laughs> None of is, that will be happening
0: nothing on is. a night's tale.
1: If we end up on a night's tale talking about anything to do with what makes us human, we are both stoned and we need to go to bed. Like that's also,
0: it. How does a man rewrite the stars?
1: Yeah. First of all, it's change your stars, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. It's fine. If you're going to quote it, be he's so, right. He's so dumb, I don't care. What? <laughs> well, oh, we are oh, have I an write. argument. I can't wait. Of course it's dumb. That's what it's supposed to be. Sure. Uh, so we are watching A night's Tale.
0: And so, without further gilding the lily, and with no more ado, I give to you the seeker of serenity, the protector of Italian virginity, the enforcer of our lord god, the one, the only, Sir Rick von Lichtenstein! <laughs>
1: Which, uh, if you are not familiar with, follows a young peasant squire named William who is thrust into the world of competitive jousting when his master suddenly dies. Fueled by the desire to eat, find adventure, (laughs) and change their stars, three friends go on a quest to make William a knight and change their destinies. The film is written and directed by Brian Helgeland, who we will discuss in a little bit, I'm sure starring Heath Ledger, Paul Bettany, Mark Addy, Alan Tudyk, Shannon Sossaman, and Rufus Sewell, 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 Sewell. Um, traditionally this would not necessarily be a pick for us as we were Sure. I wanted this on the list for two reasons. Number one was Helgeland so that we can just mention Yes. LA Confidential. Yes. This is by mentioning it we don't need to go into a deep dive on that. Yes, I Oscar, just liked, Oscar winning. Yeah, I just like talking. If I can mention the phrase <laughs> "L.A. Confidential" every day, it's been a good day. Yes, um, an all timer for us. But really, de- depending on how this goes, the next time we're going to even potentially talk about Heath Ledger is in four years yeah. with Brokeback Mountain yeah. from two thousand five. True. So I was like. If nothing else, I can get on tape my feelings about, uh, I'm sure my age, on the late computer, uh, my my feelings about Heath Ledger. Yes. So yes, we are talking about A night's Tale, which Tim doesn't have any initial memories of because he really hasn't seen this film. So we watch these separately and then enjoy some beverages,
0: two beers, and then come back and talk mm-hmm. about it on these post podcast nights. Happy hour. Happy hour. Um, and odd enough, because we're recording this on Father's Day, we had breakfast today with our parents and we were kind of talking a little bit about thoughts of this movie somewhat. And I was like, I'm confident I have never seen this movie. Huh. I remember seeing clips, like high points of it, uh, but watching it today, uh, yeah, I had never seen this before. Okay, good. So it was a first experience.
1: Good. For not even re-watching. Brand new. Um, I definitely did not see this in the theater. Sure, I was not the demographic of what they were going for at this time, for mm-hmm. sure. But I did watch it after, and I've actually always had a bit of a soft spot in my heart for this movie. Sure, for reasons we've talked about on Zoolander um, and other films, of like there's a difference between a prestige pick, sure, and a just pure enjoyment pick. Yeah, like something to have on in the background, and like enjoy watch yeah. with some friends whatever yeah and that's always been that for me one of these films so I, i've always liked it i'm fully aware that we may have differing opinions <laughs> on this film but i i wanted to do it for that reason so um that's did we you did. do a social network i think we'll start with that before we do as two. we're talking about
0: yeah if you guys were the inventors of facebook you'd have invented
1: facebook so i have well i have one and it's very short but it's from the wall street journal okay and I'll go first. And it's Joe Morgenstern, who actually gave this like a two and a half or three out of four, mm-hmm. um, which I was a little bit surprised by. And going with what I was just talking about, A night, he says a quote, A night's Tale wasn't made for people like me. It was made for the kids of summer. Thank you, Joel <laughs> Morgenstern. I like that review. You give a three out of four fully recognizing like that this that. movie was not made for me. Yes. It was made for my kids or yes. whomever, And he, you know, at the time. I'm yes. just saying it's supposed to be what it is. Yes. And on that basis, three out of four. Thank you.
0: Enjoy. I Alright. I respect that. I do, actually. Because we talk about, like, people that, you know, crap
1: on Transformers and other stuff. It's like, what did you expect? What did you expect? This is what you got. Yeah. This is not, again, Pearl Harbor where they're trying to yes. fake it as a a big budget, yes. you know, epic or whatever. This is A Night's Tale. Yes. Stop I, it. And I expected that.
0: And we'll get into that. But uh, the ones I read today, after seeing it, um, I will say I didn't want to have any It's fine. Bias I I like going into it. Um, there are some pretty good reviews out there of yeah, this movie, there actually. Some positive ones. Um, which it, One of which is coming up. Uh, IMDb rating is 6.9 out of 10. Um, David Anson of Newsweek said... There are worse crimes than crowd-pleasing, but at least do it with some finesse. Oh. And Big Man Raj, I love, he gave it three out of four stars, Mm -hmm. which is so hilarious to me because we just talked about AI, where Mm -hmm. he gave three out of four. Again, it's a random, somewhat arbitrary scale. But that being said, he said, uh, the movie has an innocence and charm that grows on you. Uh, And there were no Academy Award nominations. What
1: I know. Shocking completely. And yet so. many people involved in this have been nominated for Oscars. I mean... So, there yes. you go. Yes. Uh, so, actually, we'll just do some drinking buddies. Yes.
0: Come on, not my fucking beer!
1: Where... Uh, again, we watched it separately. So, I have two and you've had two separately. Um, I have to find my two, so you go... i go. Uh, I had Drastic Measures...
0: Uh, from northern Minnesota, I do think exactly where. Maybe
1: is that Perm? Perm is Jurassic yes. Measures, I think. Uh, was somewhere up in there. Sprintle knuckle- might be whatever. It's up in that. It's area. up there. It's yeah. P- it's in it's
0: up. It's out there. It's in the lakes area. Yeah. Um their Knucklehead Mosaic, Hazy IPA. Uh it's good. It was a four. It was a nice mosaic, like single hop. Jurassic measures is good. And mosaic is just the best. So I like that. And then I had 56 Brewing from Minneapolis. They're when life gives you lemons. Lemonade sour because hmm. I was like, you know, it's kind of summery on the drive. It was three and a half. Uh, the lemon was super subtle and kind of unfortunately lacking. Hmm. It was, I wonder how do you a, make lemon subtle? I, you almost have to try to make yeah, lemon subtle because you it, experience it right away. And then, like as I finished it, I was like, it, it just tastes like a sour, which is fine, but it didn't hold like up. The sour base, mean? yes, like yes. the sour base was there, but the lemon didn't quite come
1: through, which is shocking. But yeah, it was three and a half for me. So Full disclosure. Yes. I forgot about this. So what's the beer that we're currently having?
0: <laughs> Did you have this already? <laughs> right. So what's the beer we're currently we having? We are having Stack Deck out of St. Paul, their West Side Horizons West Coast IPA, which yeah. I got today mm-hmm. in honor of us having a fifth one of
1: sorts. Today. Sure. Yeah, totally. I had that one. <laughs> yeah. So I had the West Side Horizons West Coast IPA out of Stack Deck. So 4.25 out of 5 for me. Yeah. It's a really good one. I give it a 4. And I found a theme beer. I'm super excited to hear it. Yeah. In a somewhat Tim-esque style. Ooh. I found from Broken Clock Brewing, keeping in mind that this film takes place where? In... England. England, yeah. Mostly. Yes. Right? I found from Broken Clock, the red coats are coming. <laughs> and he was in the patriot Heath ledger he was in the patriot which is about right on the other side but that's fine but it's, it's fine. red coats yeah i like it it's it a was deep a, cut it was a oh. blood orange northeast ipa now as fun as that was both the patriot and this movie are better than this beer Ooh. it was not very good that's unfortunate yeah i have a 3.25 out of five oh. which may have been a three if it <laughs> if i could have finished the entire crawler mm. it was not good that's too bad. Yeah.
0: Sorry to hear that.
1: Yep. But I bought it because I was like, oh, the red coats. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So there we <laughs> go. In
0: Charlie out London.
1: Yeah. Charlie out London. Uh, although it does make, like, essence in France at some point, too. The bulk yeah. of it's in France. go to Paris. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Whatevs. Um, so, yeah. We have any, what do you got? Social network. Your first thoughts. Well, I've had network. thoughts on hi, this Fidelity. for, oh, hi, Fidelity. Excuse yes. me.
0: Top five side ones, track ones.
1: Um, I've had thoughts on this for years you've experienced this today I
0: continuously thought this as I was watching it what is the point of this movie oh man like
1: California. truly
0: like I, I'm not trying to be antagonistic to like the writers
1: are crazy or like, but what was the point it's like two hours it and ten minutes long entirely too long what is that about yeah it's entirely too long cut at least
0: 20 minutes of it mm-hmm. and uh, but truly I was like okay it's a story about this you know, ragtag, like, okay, I've seen it before. The rags to riches type of overcoming obstacles and odds and, like, finding your way in the world. Great. Um, so, I say that with somewhat a glib reaction, but what is the point of this movie, man? Like, what what did you get out of it? I thought it was so stupid. And I get I'm not the primary demographic for it. It just was so... Yeah, I was bored for the entire time. So... Yes, I have some other thoughts, but that was my first reaction. It's like, truly, like halfway through, what is the point of this movie?
1: So, yeah. Uh, again, I'm not claiming that this is special. You don't have to defend it. Special yeah. Yes. In that way, my number one takeaway was that, honestly, Heath Ledger was a god dang treasure of an yeah. actor. Yeah. Yes. He is on screen. Yes. And you just want to watch him. Yeah. To your point, it'd be like, "What's the point?" There it is. <laughs> it almost feels true. Two things it felt like: Helgeland had an idea about the jousting thing because yeah. I think the last half hour is really engaging. Sure. Like that, I I was actually invested at the end. Yes. Like the the last half hour, forty five minutes, I really was like, "I want this person to win," as opposed to a lot of movies, Fast and Furious, where you couldn't care less. Yes. If anyone dies in this film. So, I mean, in that sense, I was actually engrossed. And so, it felt like they had this idea. And then, what What can you do to get there? Yeah. And it was this weird combination of a romantic comedy or whatever. Yes. But, really, it was like, we also have this kid who's going to star in this film. Yes. And we're just going to let him go. Yeah. And I, I just think... <laughs> He's one of the few, you know, while others are acting, he's just inhabiting his characters. Yeah. He's just lovable and wonderful. And he was such a good actor, uh, you know, and I had just, I think at the time I just watched In the Heights and I was like, how great would Heath Ledger have been in a musical? Of mm. just like that idea of, just I don't think it's a thing or this. not, but yeah, I mean like just, he's got that. We yes. talked about Jude Law in, with AI. Yeah. Of that, he's got that personality, his body movements. Yes. I don't know. I, I Everything about Heath Ledger in this movie was... As I was re-watching, I was like, yep. No! I will not run! I'm a knight. That's the guy that I... The reason why I'm watching this movie. I mean... Again, having
0: never seen it until now, um, but thinking back, you know, this came out after Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, love and it! And then I remember we saw The Patriot, and he's in that. Yep, exactly. The sigh. But I still remember like realizing like this guy's a pretty good. Dude. You knew it. He's you a talented actor. It. I will. That's one of the things I did write down. Like he clearly was going to be a star. Yeah. In this, and it's so tragic what happened to him, but it only proves like how seriously he could take something, which is so stupid. It's fluff. absurd.
1: 80% just, of this you know, movie fluff. is just fluff.
0: It's just like yep. absurd. And actually do something with it. I agree. Like fully commits to it mm-hmm. in a way that and, I was but
1: impressed everyone with. everyone did. And I think what separates this movie from me with other, like, Bettany is good as Chaucer. Yeah. He's funny. Like yes. he's, I mean, Alan Turdick is good. It's just that sort of like he's always idiot sidekick. He's always good. Yes. Um, Mark Addy is good. It's, his, it's like sort of his like sort of maybe emotional rock because he didn't have his father anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I think what separates some of these sort of like sub not great movies yeah. from that time is the people who are in it are like in it. Like yes. they're just they're in it for the story they have. They embrace their characters for who they are. Yeah. I think Bettany's outstanding in this movie. One of my points was thank God for Paul Bettany. Yeah. he is so good. He's just so fantastic.
0: He is like a close second to me in this movie as far as like Ledger's clearly the star. And he does a really good job. Um, But Bettany, having come out of nowhere in terms of like Hollywood films prior to this. Yeah, he had this and A Beautiful Mind in the same year. Same year. year. Right. But he's just so fantastic as Chaucer. You know, trudging to trudge to trudge the slow, weary, depressing, yet determined walk of a man who has nothing left in his life except the impulse to simply
1: soldier on. And it uh, was super delightful with him. So I agree. Like, he, yeah. yeah when he's ry- riling up the crowd, but he's, you know, he's also the sort of the, I guess the moral center to a certain extent because he's the one who gets in trouble for gambling. Yeah, gambling every, you yeah. know. And I don't know. I, yeah. I think the performances, though, are, I think I said the performance of the actors is better than the substance of the writing.
0: Yes, they are underserved Yeah, in this movie. Yeah. I agree. Where they, the caliber of people involved is somewhat shocking with the story being told. Yes, I agree. The substance. Yeah. Uh, I will say I, you know, the jousting stunts were very impressive. Yeah. I'll give it that. Like, it was really cool to see. And, like, the practical staging, the sets within the arena. Um, Yeah, I I was very impressed with the stunt work of -hmm. this because it looked like it had to hurt like hell. These things. And clearly they have, like, these things blowing up. Either way. But still, it was... uh, That at least lent a lot of intrigue that I wasn't really expecting as it got further in the movie Mm -hmm. and it got more dire. Like... Yes, I, I I did like the the last thirty minutes were much more palatable. Like when things are falling apart for him, like everything prior to that was so like cliched. Like things are going great, and now it's actually oh god, the shit's in the fan, mm-hmm. and that was far more intriguing. Mm-hmm. Like any kind of story would be of like how are you overcome this kind of thing. Did not really like the whole Prince Edward or whatever like coming in and being like you're now a knight. Okay, yeah, whatever, sure. Yeah. That's your... That was forced. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Like, oh, come out of the woodwork with some hood.
1: He reveals himself to the masses. Like, okay, fine. Right. But I can work with it. Anyway, yes. I do think, though, had the movie been 20 minutes shorter, maybe, you know, I think you end up... Because you're somewhat engrossed because the characters are relatively... They're not well fleshed out, but they are pretty good and the actors are really good. Yeah. So had it been a little shorter... You would have maybe been more engrossed throughout the whole thing. Yeah, you know, because this is only twenty minutes shorter than AI. Yeah, actually, like fifteen minutes shorter. Yes, and they're very different stories. So I do think like that comes into play here. Yeah. Um, but I, again, know what you're getting into, right? Of just saying, maybe sure. you should have read some reviews before watching the movie, like. <laughs> maybe actually maybe i've been like oh okay i shouldn't be expecting much and i actually
0: wasn't really but no it, uh, because i mean so we talk about like you know things that does well or maybe not like i couldn't stand the flashback stuff at first his story like With the kid, as a kid yeah like when he got right. jacked when one of the jousts and like flashback to like his father and oh like, sure i was like what the hell and then <clears throat> it did get better at laying the foundation for, oh, he and the Alan Tudyk and the other guy, I forget, um, have been at this for a long time. Mm. Because, like, they were kids when they were helping the former master before he died. It's mm-hmm. so, like, oh, like I liked that, getting a sense of, like, this has been the world forever. And he was left with this group by his dad. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I want you to have a better... Like, so, as he was talking earlier, Pirate That Like about you know, changing the stars and all this crap. I was like, this is so cliche. And he changed his stars after all. Okay. When it then came out that this was his dad's effort to have him do this, like, and again, it was Father's Day. It felt more compelling. (laughs) I will give it that. Uh, Even to the point where he does then find his dad. Yeah. In he thought he was dead, but he's still alive in London. And it was actually... I was compelled at their reunion. Mm -hmm. Like, it was actually well done. So, I I crap on this movie, but there were definitely things that I felt were worthy of the caliber of people involved. Like, when he recaps with his father, like, okay, I'll give it
1: that. It was good. Yeah, I mean, I just think, for me, entertainment should count for something. Sure. Saying, like, I'm going to sit down, again, it's a little too long, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy... My time here. Yeah. And I'm going to enjoy the performances. Yeah. I found the Nike swoosh thing was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Her emblem or whatever. Armor. I was like, yes. eh, hopefully I hope they got paid for that. Yeah. What did you think about, so this is the second or third time we've talked about modern music?
0: I actually don't understand the usage of contemporary music in this film. Really? I, because I have a counter
1: for you, oh, good sir. I can't
0: wait for that. Um, So, like, you know, this is the third one we've seen this year which all came out within like the span of a month. So Moulin Rouge, <clears throat> Shrek, and this were released within about a month of each other and all in some way. I mean, hell, Moulin Rouge is predominantly That's centered is. around right, yeah. repackaging and rearranging modern movie music. Shrek used it to some kind of comedic effect in many ways, mm-hmm. but this tried to create the atmosphere that would have been kind of at the time, like using modern music to kind of connect the audience um i hated the dance scene to i guess maybe talking heads like couldn't stand it i was like no one's gonna dance to this but it um uh, i just i it didn't it didn't hit for me like it, it didn't hit
1: me like the other ones did so so i'll give you the dance scene because one nobody dances that scene anyway yes or that song yes uh but yeah helgeland talked about it and he said that when they were making the film, it wasn't always something they had talked about. Was saying like we're going to use modern music and sure, but in order to convey to a modern audience what these events meant, sure, you would have had to use modern music because a Renaissance style, I don't know, lute or whatever <laughs> does not convey <sighs> yeah the. The energy that would have been sure to a modern audience because it would have been more calming it would have been more but in reality modern sports don't understand what these competitions were these were life or death things that people were showing up for yeah and that's what he was talking about i was saying that's why they do the we will rock you at the beginning And, um, I think, do We Are the Champions? I can't remember. Well, that was the end of the movie, yeah. Right. But, but like, boys are back in town when they're coming to London. Like, right. Uh, but that's, anyways. especially with We Were Rocky at the beginning. Yes. It was more to convey to a modern audience what this sure. thing meant. Yeah. I can't argue with you about the dance scene. Yeah. Of all the songs to choose, why did you have to pick a modern song there? They yes. could have danced to a Renaissance song at that yes. point. It was a renaissance style dance anyway. Yes. And they used it like in the
0: training montage at the beginning. Gotta have a montage. like Even Rocky had a
1: montage. <laughs> yeah, so
0: it, uh, yeah, I just, it, I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I can see with that. I appreciate that point, like, of, you know, you think about. Which means
1: they thought about it is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying.
0: Like, like baseball players walk up to music, to the mound, or the, oh, yeah. you know, batter's box all the time, like, their chosen song, like. I think it's so stupid, but that's it's <laughs> definitely a thing now that do. were like, you know, are you they, ready to now, rumble? Like, yeah. So been doing it for a while. Yeah. In terms of modern times. So I, I do appreciate that anything. I just it uh it's fascinating that in the span of a month you had these three movies mm-hmm. do the same damn thing. Mhm. One clearly uh, for me is Moon Rouge the best that they've done it. Yeah, and Shrek would argue that as well. Didn't quite Nope. But this fell flat for me, but I think it's largely because the overall experience was just like, nah, it, uh, again, not my scene, but no,
1: I think this yes. goes to a different topic though, which says you have never seen this. Yeah. And again, you are in your forties. Yeah. And it is yes. not. Yes. Your movie. Yeah. Just not. Whereas I can watch it. And sort of, like, remember back to maybe watching it earlier for people and having that experience maybe as a younger kid. Yeah. So I do think there is part of that. But I really just wanted to watch this so I could watch Heath Ledger again. Yes. Like, because anytime I can watch Heath Ledger, I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Ten things I hate about you. Yes. I don't remember when the last time you watched that movie was. When it came out. Right. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie. Yes. And I believe Andrea, if she's listening, she really loves does that movie. Loves the movie. Yes. And, but it's different as an adult. Yes. As it is as a kid. Yes. But Heath Ledger is still easily the most dynamic person on, in that movie. Yes. And everything he does. He's good. Yes. I'm glad we watched this separately. Yes. Although I do feel like he might have. In, I don't know how you would have been if we had watched this one together. With, know. you know, with some beers and just sort of like the engagement of. Sure. But it's always different. We had that conversation with Zoolander too. Yeah, it might have been, but it just.
0: And I do wonder with this, like, you know, you think about after this, I mean, we talk about four years from now, we could watch Brokeback Mountain. I do respect Ledger do. for coming in on these three movies. Like, And he did Monsters Ball. I know that same year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same year. But like, he was actively choosing non-leading man roles, right? Which I do respect from his craft. I I guess I would, if you want to be somewhat pretentious about it. But making an active choice to not just play that card every time, right? Of this being like the main guy, and this was a different type of like leading man role. It wasn't like the ten things I hate about you. Kind of like right main guy so anyway. yeah
1: he had more insecurities in this than saying like confidence yes exactly like, he yeah. really did he came at it differently yeah um all right another thing for me yeah what do you got
0: on a scale of one to ten yeah one being yikes this is not good ten being super compelling and wonderful
1: how moved were you by the romance in this film oh I mean a three, and that's like, more because yeah. Shannon Softerman is a blank slate. Yes, it's... her face does nothing. Not from a beauty standpoint, yeah. she's an attractive person yes. like that, but her acting is such a. To her credit, she gets better as she ages because in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang she does a good job. Oh, that's right. Yes, you know, she and is so that, she yes. does do. it But yes. in this movie, she is, and I guess there's a th- there's a story about she got this role, um. Where she was like the assistant or working with a DJ at a Gwyneth Paltrow party. <laughs> Go on. And so like all these other, you know, big, big wigs were there yeah. and she was up on stage and that's how she got discovered. Gotcha. And yeah, that makes sense because she wasn't talking. And <laughs> I was just like, yeah, she does nothing for me. She's like, it's... her face is just a blank slate when it no. came to the acting standpoint. Yes. It was like a plug and play role. Yeah. It had to be the love interest, and yep. she,
0: and course, she does nothing with right.
1: it. right. Heath Ledger does like he does yeah. a good job he does in everything he's in. Yes, yeah. no, so no, I, I was I like because you just also know, and again, from a writing standpoint, I feel like this could have gone one of two ways. It could have been a, it could have been a really, like epic film, love yeah. story, you know, where he ends up arrested in the end. Yeah. For portraying a knight and this kind of stuff. And it could have gotten really deep or it could have been surface. There's not a lot of middle ground on this. Yes. So they had a choice and they made that choice. Probably made money on this. Had it gone prestige pick, it would have been bad. Yes. Um, (laughs) So no, I I just don't. The best relationships in this are with the friends. Absolutely. Yeah, the love story is, I think, a three. And that's only because of what Ledger brings to the story. Right. Yeah, I put 2.5. Well, there you go. Like,
0: really, it's like the love letters that he writes and stuff. I'm like, oh god, it just was. That was actually like one of the things that I understand it's a crux of the movie, but to be like, yeah, you can cut that shit. Like,
1: I really, like the scene in the church
0: where he just randomly goes in on the horse. I sure, like, like I like that. But what was up with the scene later where he goes to meet her and it's like a pan and scan shot, like far away? Mm-hmm. That's about the like the stained glass windows and they're talking like. It was even more of a distance from a romance because you're not having close shots. There's nothing close. It's just like but it's not yeah. like it's compelling visually. No. It just looked cool, like <laughs> it was in front of one weird, thing. I was like, thing. this is
1: not this is just uh. Yeah. So the it love wasn't story weird. wasn't much there.
0: No, it was a weird directorial yep. choice of like this is not working. And they cut to close ups it's a little more engaging, but after that it's like, oh god, dude. <laughs> anyway. Yes. You do you need trivia or anything after this? <laughs> I just uh I uh, well I was going to uh, um, I tried to actually you got here to my house like right as I oh finished the movie. I see it's my fault and no 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 not, that, I'm not throwing it the bus it's just like searching through like trying to find stuff I'm like eh I mean I maybe could find some stuff but
1: the exciting quiz program 21 did Did you catch who played the maid like her Shannon Strassman's like the handmaid like the or her handmaid or whatever? or whatever is an Oscar nominated actress shut up what yep no way. Yep. She looks up with some random French chick or whatever. Correct. French is the key part of that. Oh. Okay. Co star in a best picture winning silent film. That's the chick from the artist. Bernice Beho, yeah. The main one? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, Bernice really? Beho is the the
1: handmaid or whatever. But she's the main love interest in the artist? correct yeah, wow she's, she's, that's so awesome yeah awesome. i can yeah. totally see that yes. supporting actress nominated for oh. the artist which by the way i did rewatch recently and i am a big fan of that film still i'm curious to see it eventually again but it uh i mean don't get me wrong the descendants was the best film of that year for my money but the artist was really well done but yeah, yeah she, she is did. i was watching it and the moment she came on i was like are you serious right now? <laughs> You're like,
0: wait, wait, wait. You've got to be kidding me. Hold
1: up. I understand she's like 12 years younger at that point, but yes, it's wow. Bernice Bejo. That's a good deep cut, man. That's trivia. a good trivia. Wow. I, I was know, worried I that you would have seen other... it in the credits or something like that, but you obviously weren't paying much attention. So <laughs> I, uh,
0: <laughs> No, I was just uh, listening to the Queen on the credits, so we, you know, the champions. and
1: Well, it's at the beginning, but you know who pays attention to the early credits too? Sure, but that was... Yeah, we were right. And would you have though. even known the name? No. Right. No. That's what
0: that's, that's why She's that's why I wrote down French
1: Right. Exactly. I was like, yep. That's correct. <laughs> that's yeah, so good. there are what, three Oscar nominated actors in this? Yeah, Ledger with a win, yes. Betany's been nominated, and yes. Bernice Fejo. So it has been, been yeah, name the third Oscar yep. nominated actor. That's how I was gonna word it at one point. Where I was like, <laughs> name the third Oscar nominated like, actor or actress in this. Oh god! And you would have been like, uh, Rufus? Yeah, Sewell? Suo Um, maybe the dad, <laughs> son of a mother. I mean, Mark Addy was in a Best Picture nominated film. Yeah, Filmonti. Yeah, but uh, no So there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. Again, anything we could do to talk about Ellie Confidential, I'm fine with though. <laughs>
0: which is such a weird thing to think about like i get ellie confidential
1: was a book he adapted
0: but how do you have one of the best crime films ever of all time yeah compelling so incredible easily one of
1: the best films of the 90s for sure absolutely and so
0: like edge of your seat and a great mystery you can watch it again knowing what happens it's still incredible than this and i get it's a maybe a passion project or something different that's cool but it's just a weird weird tonal like
1: 180 yeah but that's the difference between a writer and a director right of saying like helgeland was the writer and then you're given a chance to well curtis hansen yeah makes it incredible right he's given a chance to direct and he really only directed uh, i'm looking it up now Oh, he did I was looking at payback with Mel Gibson. Which I the year before this. love. Never that movie. seen that actually. I think payback is like watch the original, not the stupid director's cut they released. Oh, okay. A few years later, watch the original. I love that movie, and yeah. he did do Forty Two, the Jackie Robinson. Oh, that's right, he did that. So right, yeah. and then his last know. movie was Legend, which was I with um, Tom Hardy. Where he played the twins. Oh yeah. Like the like the old like crime family or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean but it is the difference of sometimes writers have to take some roles or some directors or directing roles to you know, get there. Hone their craft. Right. And so Payback though was sort of his way in. And I think a night's tale was there, sort of like the studio kind of said, you know, do this. And we'll Right, I don't know. But yeah. It, uh, I understand why you don't like it. It's fine. It's just I. I yeah. didn't think we would be sitting here and you'd be like, "Let me tell you how smokes. much I love this movie." <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, appreciate I, you watching it with. No, I'm happy or, we did. I like,
0: truly like. It's one of those like, I. It's a funny thing when we talked about oh, actually watching. I was I'm like, glad
1: we watched this instead of like Monsters Ball. Oh god. As a, yeah. No.
0: No. I I'd don't. rather watch this yes. than that. So yes, I'd much rather talk about this than Monsters Ball. And that was like a thing where we were talking about, like. I don't think I've ever actually seen the whole thing of a night. I know I didn't today. Um, so I'm happy you watched it because it's one of these things yeah. of rediscovering movies that we haven't seen for a while or have a great affinity for. Or some that I'm sure will come across and be like,
1: I've never actually seen that. So well, it's uh, good. Right. And so moving on, you know, we do have our next full sort of episode is going to be on Legally Blonde. And then our next happy hour afterwards will be on Spy Game which I think you have seen, but it's probably been since you it's saw it the, the theater. first time. Yeah. The right. Theater. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see about that movie. Ooh, Brad Pitt. And. Robert Redford. There you go. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, uh, the I know other, it's dude. Like, Yeah. The other really the the guy artist guy. Ah. I don't know. <laughs> but actually that will bring us to the end of our newest happy hour episode. We want to say thanks for listening and for clicking that like or subscribe button on your devices. Follow us on Twitter at years underscore beers and on Facebook or head to 20 years for beers.com. This has been a happy hour version of 20 years for beers. My name is Steve. I'm Tim. And thanks for listening. Thanks. Charlie out place. London. Where, yeah. Charlie out London. Wow. That's so awesome. Yeah. Cut! Cut! Cut!